This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morrison for the summer months on the Bobcast. We are taking a trip down memory lane with student athletes and coaches from the past. This week, we catch up with Olivia Zurich from the class of 2005, a two-time All-NESCAC selection in volleyball and a first-team All-American and the 2005 NESCAC Player of the Year in women's basketball. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. Olivia Zurich was a star for the Bobcats on the alumni gym court in both volleyball and basketball during her time in Lewiston. In volleyball, she helped lead the Bobcats to three 20-win seasons including a 26-9 overall record in 2003, culminating in a run to the NESCAC Tournament Championship match. After earning second-team All-NESCAC recognition in 2003, Zurich led the conference in kills per set as a senior, receiving first-team All-NESCAC honors. On the basketball court, Zurich was even better, earning All-NESCAC honors three times, culminating in a senior season that saw Bates advance to the Sweet 16 of the NCAA Tournament, and Zurich earned first-team All-American honors. The third leading scorer and second leading rebounder in Bates women's basketball history, Zurich is now a geriatric psychiatrist at Massachusetts General Hospital. Today, she joins the Bobcast to look back on her time as a Bobcat. Tell me a little bit how Bates first got on your radar when you were in high school looking for colleges. Were you recruited there for volleyball or for basketball or how'd that kind of go? First of all, thanks for having me on. It's a lot of fun to reminisce about the great times I had at Bates. In high school, I played volleyball basketball and softball. And um, in looking for colleges, I knew that I wanted to play basketball for sure um, and wanted a school that was strong academically. I'm from Arlington, Massachusetts. So um, I was very familiar with like all the NESCAC schools, including Bates. Right around when I was looking for colleges, Bates actually had one of the best D3 women's basketball teams in the area. They had like in their 99, 2000 season, I think was one of the best in Bates history. They made the NCAA tournament. They had an All-American and several All-NESCAC players. So that was really appealing. I wanted to go to a place where I would play on a competitive team. Um, And so I reached out, I think I reached out to to Coach Murphy, um, sent him some of my tapes and he got back in touch with me. We set up, you know, the campus visit. I watched them play a game, um, actually not an alumni, but at St. Joe's, I think it was, had the overnight visit um, with Lauren Dubois, really just enjoyed spending time with the women on the team. I thought they were all really down to earth, friendly, welcoming. And then also they just seemed to really have a good time together. They had a lot of fun. Um, It was like just a nice spirit and energy to the team. Um, So that was the, the campus visit kind of solidified things for me. Um, and Coach Murphy, of course, I was like, really impressed with him. And I felt like the style of play of the Bates program would fit with um, how I played. So um, that all kind of fell into place. And then academically also, um, I learned that Bates had a neuroscience major, which was, I think, a little unusual for a small liberal arts school, um, at least back then. Um, and that was something that I thought I would be interested in pursuing just from, ex- you know, some exposure in, in high school um, to that material. So everything kind of fell into place to make Bates a pretty easy choice for me. Um, and it was a good one, I think. 
So the recruiting process was mainly focused on the basketball side of things. How yeah. did you decide once you get there, you know, to play volleyball as well? Right. So um, I was pretty intent initially on just playing basketball. Um, and I wasn't really recruited hardly at all for, for volleyball um, anywhere. So what ended up happening was Coach Murphy um, was good friends with Jen Bowman, who was the, the volleyball coach at the time. And I think he told her that I was coming to Bates. This was in the summer after I had already decided I was going to Bates. It was pretty close, I think, to when school was starting. Um, and he told her that I was coming. And I think he encouraged her actually to reach out to me which she did um, sort of like a month or so before school was to start. And but just one phone call with Jen Bowman was all it took to kind of turn me from, I'm just playing basketball to like getting really excited about um, the upcoming volleyball tryouts. Uh, she's like super energetic and I could just sort of sense her enthusiasm over the phone. And so um, I was in. <laughs> Great. Well, speaking of Jen Bowman, um, she was your coach for three years, right? Before Brett Allen was your yeah. coach your senior year. Um, Brett Allen, obviously, still the women's lacrosse coach here. Um, no longer coaches volleyball, but coaches women's lacrosse at Bates. Tell me about your experience playing for for Jen Bowman and and that one season of your senior year for Brett Allen. You know, as I mentioned above, Jen was just like a real dynamo, super high energy, um, positive, motivational type of coach. She really emphasized like team above individual, but also I think a big part of her um, coaching philosophy was like having fun, incorporating fun into the work that we were doing to achieve our goals. So um, kind of an example of that, we'd start off practice oftentimes with a warm-up game that was not related to volleyball at all. Um, one that I particularly enjoyed and, and stands out to me was this handball type of game that we would use garbage cans as like the, the goals and you had to kind of um, maneuver around people and pass the ball to score uh, goals in the garbage cans it would get really competitive it was a big hit um, among the team so um, she was you know she was pretty universally adored um, and so when she left for Trinity before her senior year I think it, for everyone it was just pretty naturally a, a tough um, time um, so and I think it also made for a little bit of a difficult transition in for, for Brett coming in um, and filling her shoes. Um, and also we had just lost uh, to graduation Liz Wanless, who was, you know, the best um, volleyball player in Bates history. So it was, it was like a little bit of filling a void that season, but I think Brett did a nice job of refocusing us and helping us to make the most out of that season. Um, and I know he's gone on to have a really successful career coaching the women's lacrosse team there. So, um, uh, I think they've been like a nation, nationally ranked and all that. So it's a testament to what a great coach he is. Well, you mentioned Liz Wanless. Uh, when I interviewed her earlier this summer, she said you were one of her best friends during her time at Bates. Uh, you were a junior when she was a senior. The team had a great year, NESCAC championship game appearance. Um, tell me about Liz both on and off the volleyball court. Yeah, <laughs> um, we had a lot of fun would be how I, how I would describe um, both on and off the court. Uh, Liz, like brings a certain energy to whatever she's working on. Um, that, that's pretty unique. Um, not a lot of people, I think, have that same sort of uh, energy. And uh, certainly her work ethic was was remarkable. And as, as the years went on there at Bates, her work ethic just became more and more um, uh, intense. And especially, you know, as the best player on our team to see, to see that. Um, and have that as a, a role model for everyone else on the team, I think just really 
helped everyone to step up their own work um, and to maximize our own potential as well. Yeah, and Liz just, she had fun with everything, you know, like on, even on the court, we'd be having like exchanging kind of like inside jokes among the team um, in between points. And, you know, in volleyball, it's a, it's a very um, mental game at times. Um, it can, you can feel very isolated out there, like when you're, get served to and you shank the serve and everyone, you know, it's just on you. Um, so it takes a lot of um, mental work, I think is more than some other sports. Um, so to have someone out there with that positive energy and positive vibe was, was really great. And I mean, based on my talk with her, she sounds like she was a pretty intense competitor though. Like very much. So yeah. And, and part of our dynamic, I think we were like really good friends um, and had a lot of fun, but we also, there was also this like friendly competition, I think, between us, um, especially on the court. Um, and, but just like pushing each other to, to become better. Um, you know, one year, I think we had a, like a mile run before in preseason um, and she kind of bolted out um, in the lead before, you know, before like a quarter of a mile was up. And I think she thought she was just gonna kind of, you know, coast without much um, competition there and I, kind of shot up behind her. And I remember saying to her, like, don't think that this is going to be easy. I mean, she ended up winning, but I, I pushed her along the way. So it was that type of um, uh, competitive spirit, I think, between us as well. Great. Well, obviously a lot of successful seasons in volleyball and in basketball for you during your time. But besides Liz, who are some other memorable teammates uh, for you, you know, during your time as a Bobcat, whether it be volleyball or basketball? Yeah, goodness. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Um, and, you know, I'm still really close friends with a, a bunch of them. So um, I do kind of want to shout out <laughs> a list of, <laughs> of people here. That's okay. Just going to list some names. Elizabeth Blakely, Stephanie Schokel, Betsy Hockadell. And I'm using their maiden names. Uh, that's that's how I know them in my head. Heather Taylor, Lisa Golovsky, Laura Nate, Lauren Dubois, Kim Hoffman, Carla Flaherty, Jasmine McDavid, Liz Santi, Tiffany Trapino. Um, of course, there's Katie Burke, who, uh, you know, Bates, she's like the Bates star. Sarah Barton, uh, Katie Franklin. Those are kind of the, the core group for me um, and made the Bates experience what it was for me. Any particular stories that really stand out that you still remember kind of, um, you know, oh. whether it be during a game or, or, or not? Um, you know, I think one of the hallmarks of both the teams that I, the, the volleyball and the basketball teams that I played on um, was they were both like a kind of a quirky bunch of characters, um, hardworking and competitive, but also like really liked to laugh and have fun. So the stories that stand out, um, some of them are actually kind of more from, from like the road trips that we took where we would get into little shenanigans. Um, I'll tell one from volleyball and one from basketball. So the volleyball story I have to preface with the background that I, at the time, loved to drink whole milk. And I would just like kind of guzzle that ice cold Oakhurst milk that they dispense in commons. And that um, for the team was amusing. They found that to be kind of, um, a funny little thing. I thought it was just a, you know, normal, everyone drinks whole milk. So one volleyball road trip, we were all kind of hanging out in someone's, you know, in one room, it was like nine or 10 o'clock. We had a tournament the early the next morning, um, just kind of goofing off. And someone came up with the idea that it might be funny if we kind of one by one went down to coach Bowman's room and knocked on the door and asked her um, if there would be whole milk at breakfast the next morning. 
So I was the first one. I went down, knocked on the door. You know, I, oh, coach, I was just wondering, like, are we going to have whole milk at breakfast? And she just kind of like seemed confused and said, yes. I went back, you know, we all laughed. And then one by one, like more people went down and did the same thing. By about the fifth person to go down and knock on her door, I think she was um, understandably a little fed up. And I think it was Stephanie Schokel who, who was that poor soul. She, I remember her coming back to the room, like all frazzled, like, um, she is not finding this funny anymore and tells us that we have to go to bed. So um, that was, that was kind of the um, uh, theme of our volleyball team, I think a little bit quirky. And then for basketball, um, Lisa Golobsky and I both discovered that we both played flute in high school. Um, we decided that we wanted to start like a little music group and we had our parents bring our flutes to one of our away games. Um, and then we, we like marched down the, ho the hotel hall with some of our teammates like banging on ice buckets, playing drums and like other people kind of like cheering us on. And we ended up like knocking on Coach Murphy's door and serenading him um, with our flute duet. Um, uh, which I think he actually ended up really enjoying. So <laughs> it was Excellent. fun. So alumni gym, obviously that was your, basically your home for two thirds of the, of the year, I suppose. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously it's been a little bit changed since you graduated, but when you played, tell me about that experience of playing alumni gym. Yeah. I mean, I think alumni gym is probably the best home court in all of college sports. Um, the atmosphere inside of it, on a game day is like no other. I mean, even even with a partially filled crowd, it would get pretty electric in there. And you know, if 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 it was um, packed full, it was like I mean, buzzing and a total home court advantage. The the crowd is right on top of the court and like would just get in the opponent's head, for sure. Um, one of the quirks about it when I was playing there, and I don't know if it's the same now, was the furnaces, the heaters were um, a little bit um funky and sometimes in practice it would be really cold you know for basketball in the middle of winter it'd be like frigid um other times it would be like a sauna but hands down across the board for game day it was always um hot the furnaces were all you know always could not be turned down <laughs> for whatever reason um and you know opposing coaches would go and like prop the side doors and coach murphy would just like close them immediately after um so that was also part of our huge home uh, home cooking was the heat there. I actually really enjoyed playing in the heat uh, after some after time because I was so used to it. Excellent. And speaking of Coach Murphy, obviously a, a Bates legend was a quarterback uh, for the Bobcats when he was a student. Uh, what was he like as a head coach uh, for the women's basketball team? Really cannot say enough about him um, as a coach. It was such a rewarding experience to play for him. He was, you know, like a pretty tough coach demanding demanded excellence from us um which i think for some people could be hard but um what i appreciated about him was his emphasis on like hard work effort making the right play over like he wasn't praising you for going out and scoring 20 points um he was praising sort of the right things um and you know would always make sure to point out players who came in early before practice to work on their games um players who were making the right play, you know, however small in practice. Um, and I think one of the great things, motivating things for me was like, when you would, when you would do the right thing in practice or, or the game, but especially practice, you know, like the right rotation or as a team, if we like did, you know, successfully did the 
full court press trap that we used to run, he would just get so excited in a really genuine, genuine way um, that made you want to keep eliciting that, you know, that response from him. Um, so that was really, a, you know, a positive motivator for me personally. Um, he also was really good at giving pre and post game speeches, mm -hmm. like um, very, very uh, kind of motivational. Um, and some of the things he, he would talk about pre post game or even at practice um, have really stuck with me like throughout my life as sort of um, mantras of how to live life. And, you know, like he would talk about how nothing worth doing in life is going to be easy. And that one has really kind of stuck with me. And when going through hard times, um, kind of remind myself of that. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, I just, I just remember this actually. Um, Allison Montgomery, our current head coach yeah. was Allison Smith. When she played for Bowdoin, same cl class year where you graduated from I, Bates, Bates, Bowdoin, both teams were really good at the time. What was that rivalry like? Oh, it was, it was intense. They were definitely our big NESCAC rivals. And unfortunately we couldn't ever like get over the hump in the NESCAC tournament um, to beat them. Um, I think my senior year, uh, we beat them at home, um, but we lost it. But that wasn't the NESCAC game. We lost the NESCAC game to them at Bowdoin, which was another tough gym to play in. So they ended up hosting the tournament, and then um, you know we lost to them in the championship there. But yeah, it was a fun. It was a really fun rivalry. Um, they were a really great team, and uh, um, anytime we won against them, it always felt like a big accomplishment. Do you remember what Allison was like as a basketball player competing against her? Yeah, she was tough. She was, I remember her just being like really kind of tough as nails, like gritty, defensive minded, good player. Great. And then your senior year, you touched on that. You were named a first team All-American by multiple organizations. What really stood out for you, at least your senior season? I mean, the team was very good the previous few years as well, but it seems like for you and for the team, uh, I mean, only I think three losses the whole year, right? Yeah, that year was like very special. And and it was some something sort of clicked, I think, that year, because like you said, we, we were pretty competitive before that, but we kind of reached a new level that year. Um, I think it was a combination of, we just had a really perfect mix of personnel. We had a, a, a freshman come in, Sarah Barton, who was like a really dynamic point guard, um, who kind of changed, I think, the way that we played a little bit. We had Meg Coffin, who was a dominant post player, um, who was coming into her own as well. Um, and kind of allowed me, I think, to play a little bit more on the on the perimeter as opposed to posts underneath. Um, and we all, we all just clicked really well on the court and also off the court, which I think which I think helped our success as well. Um, you know, personally, I spent that summer in Lewiston, but the summer before my senior year, um, I was doing research for my senior thesis and Liz Wanless and Elizabeth Blakely also were living in Lewiston that summer. And we, we basically spent like every day of the summer working out, um, lifted a lot of weights that summer. And I, and I put on a lot of muscle and gained some weight, um, which I think helped, like I kind of physically matured a bit, which helped, you know, personally. But, but the big thing was that the team that we had was just unbelievable. And also Coach Murphy's system, I think, um, just really, uh, I'm not sure that I would have had the same personal success that I had if I were in a different system with a different coach because the style that I played just mixed really well with um, kind of, I was more of like a slasher type player. Um, and he, you know, ran like a very high, high, fast paced, high energy offense, fast breaking a lot. And on defense was like 
full court athletic press defense. So um, that worked well with my skill set, I think. And then making the NCAA tournament, competing in that, what was that experience like? That was amazing. It was like a kind of like, like a dream a little bit um, when I think about it. Um, we, like you said, we, we had a really good regular season. We, we were undefeated at home. We were ranked number one in division three for a good chunk of the season. Um, had only three losses over the course of the year. Um, and it was just like the atmosphere on campus, like as, as people started to realize like how the season was going and how good we were. Um, just became more and more exciting and then sort of culminated in the NCAA experience. And we um, we ended up getting a bye in the first round and we hosted this second round. We hosted a manual at alumni and that was just unbelievable. I mean, it, it was, I've never seen it so full and um, full of energy and we just ran them completely out of the gym. Like I think within five minutes, the game was basically over. Um, and, you know, in large part because of the, the energy of, of the crowd. And then the second round, so so that game was amazing, but I think the one that we all talk about when we get together was the Sweet 16 game, which we ended up losing. Um, and I'm just gonna point out here, <laughs> we were seated high, we played USM, we were seated higher than them. We had beaten them in the regular season. Um, but because of like this arcane NCAA rule about the size of the venue for the Sweet 16, alumni uh, we weren't allowed to host an alumni because it was too small so instead of um having to play at it or instead of getting to play at a neutral site they had us play at usm which still kind of boggles my mind um so we played there and it was awesome actually the Bates like um uh hired buses and bust a bunch of students down there like people were wearing you know Bates women's basketball t-shirts it was ended up having a really amazing turnout there at USM for us. And the game was, um, I think we were down by 20 at halftime, around 20. Um, but we stormed back in the second half and it was like, uh, you know, neck and neck in the last minute. Um, and Betsy Hockadell got hacked shooting a layup with like under a minute left that would have put us up. Um, but the, the foul was not called and, we ended up um, losing the game, but that, so yeah, that game has a lot of what ifs behind it for me. And I think for a lot of my teammates that um, still feel a little bit raw, <laughs> even 15 years later. Um, but the season as a whole was just absolutely unbelievable. Um, and I couldn't really ask for more. Well, not to press too much on that game, but I saw the score during the regular season. You crushed USM yeah. during the regular season. Did their team change over the course of the year? Did you notice any difference about them, or was it just circumstances? Um, I now that you say that, I'm not sure. Like if there if there was a player who they didn't have in the first game who ended up joining their team midway through the season. That sounds vaguely familiar, but I could be wrong. Um, um, but they are always they've always been like a basketball powerhouse in Maine in Maine so and you know the first game was in was in alumni a lot of adre adrenaline going on um I don't know the home court the home court stuff really makes a big I mean if we had played them in alumni I have no doubt that we would have that we would have won and and I also feel pretty confident that we would have had a pretty high chance at winning the national championship hmm. yeah we talked about the NCAA tournament any other games whether it be volleyball or basketball that you really remember to this day kind of I, you know, a, a lot of the 2004, 2005 season 
was kind of a is kind of a blur but besides like just this feeling of really intense like camaraderie and um just feeling like we were clicking on a whole nother level which is something that i you know never experienced before but the individual games of that season not so much in the previous seasons it really just those last two games were the main things that i that have stuck in my brain <laughs> certainly well then you know playing two sports at Bates, uh, how do you balance that with the academic demands? You sort of get trained, like in, in high school, I played three sports. So you get used to the routine of going to school or going to class and then having practice and then kind of doing your homework after practice. And I think, you know, by the time I was at Bates, it, it sort of, it would have been hard, I think, not to have that structure. So I think it adds like an important sense of structure to your, to your time which can be hard um, to focus without. Also, I think like the support of your teammates, you know, we would like go to from practice, we'd go to dinner and then from dinner, we'd kind of a group of us might head over to the library together to, to study, which was really helpful. And the other thing is um, the professors at Bates, I think were all really, really supportive. My um, thesis advisor and, and mentor, I was a neuroscience major. And, um, so my mentor was John Kelsey and he was probably one of our biggest fans so just having that support from the academic side um, goes a long way as well in making like, you know, being a playing two sports and having a demanding academic schedule possible. You know, I was looking, I'm kind of been, you know, looking at, you know, recent Bates history and going back in the past, the, the mid 2000s, it just seems like during your time, there were a lot of really accomplished student athletes there. Yeah. Whether Keelan Godsey, Liz Wanless, yourself, Will Beauregard, the women's soccer team winning the NESCAC title. What was yeah. that group of student athletes kind of like as a whole? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking the same thing, like um, just the amount of sort of talent and success that a bunch of teams and individuals had during that time. I think there was a sense of a little bit of like competitiveness in betwe between the sports. Like you, you kind of wanted your sport to be the one that um, was really successful on campus. I mean, you were rooted for the other sports as well, but it, again, like a friendly competition type of thing. I think, you know, seeing other sports have success, like the women's soccer team, you'd see them have success and you wanted to, to emulate that. Um, you didn't want to be the team that, you know, was like the slacker on campus. So I think that just the kind of the culture perpetuated itself. Was it cool to see the other teams have that success or would you go to other sporting events kind of when you, when you yeah were... it was hard to go to other sporting yeah. events because <laughs> like you'd be away during yeah. the time playing when when they were playing um i remember going to i think like some of the women's and men's soccer tournament games i don't think i ever made it to a football game those were hard to get to sure um but yeah, I mean, there were, and there were a lot, there were like two sport athletes that were on the basketball team who played, you know, played soccer, who played lacrosse. So there was a lot of like cross friendships <laughs> across the sports. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of support for the other teams as well. Anything else we haven't talked about that you want to mention about your time at Bates in terms of the experience? Uh, I mean, I just think Bates is a, like, a super place to be for someone who's um, wanting to play a sport in college, but also be challenged academically um, and be in a place where uh, the ethos is one of, you know, like open-mindedness and equality and, um, you know, or trying to get there at least. 
So I can't say enough about Bates overall as an experience um, in addition to the, to the athletic experience that I had there. How has it kind of prepared you as you've moved forward, you know, since you, since you graduated in 2005? I think it's prepared me wonderfully. Um, I ended up going, I ended up going to medical school um, and I'm now a psychiatrist, a geriatric psychiatrist. Um, and I think just that, that overall idea of like trying to find a career where you feel like you're making a difference, you know, the purpose, purposeful work, I think they call it now. Um, I don't think they had that when I was there, but that general idea was still in place, you know, um, following what you think is going to be impactful and make a difference and make you feel like you're having some purpose, um, serving some purpose or some greater good that all played into my decision to go to med school and my decision to go into the, the field in medicine that I did choose. Um, and then, you know, certainly just the, like the academic background of Bates helped along the way, you know, in, in getting into med school and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it's been, a, it's been a big influence on my current life and career. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll take a look back at move-in week for this year's Bobcats, one that looks like none other in the college's history. That's next time on the Bates Bobcast.